Blog Talk Radio. Pedophilia, 
written by pedophiles, mind you, in a well, in a setting where they were contained, they were ordered there by court. And they decided to get together and to tell the public society, I guess, what how pedophiles feel and how they operate. And I'm not going to get into that article tonight, but I suggest that people out there, especially parents for God's sake, I want people to become much more involved with their children where they can sit them down and tell them about the bad things in life too, not just the good things, okay, the good, the bad, and the ugly, as I like to call it. After reading that article that they put together, this is a bunch of pedophiles, and they put this together explaining um, how they operate. And the very last sentence will stick in your mind because the very last sentence says, if you don't inform them, I will. Okay, that's what I'm going to tell you. Now find it. <laughs> it's on a it's on a brown flag or not flag? It's a brown piece of wood, and uh, you can see it's about pedophilia. And um, I think that everyone should read that, and and then maybe you'll have a better idea about people who are pedophiles, how they think, how they operate. Okay, what they look for how your child becomes a victim, or prey, P-R-E-Y, and it'll educate you. And then also, too, I suggest that you look for David Pittman. I mention him frequently because he tells and shows the parents the proper way. Many times people have said to me, Carol, you do presentations, you do this, you do that. How do you talk to children? What do you say to them? Okay, and what's the proper age There is no actual proper age. I can tell you this. The younger, the better. When they have understanding, when they can reason, and uh, sometimes they'll be sitting in the bathtub. Say you're giving them a bath, whatever. And um, they'll say, Mommy, what's this? Mommy, what's that? You tell them the body parts. Because when I was in Staten Island, one of the places in New York that I lived, um, yeah, I didn't know how to tell the police after being kidnapped and raped what had happened to me, because I didn't know the names of my body parts, okay? All I could do was point. I was eight years old at that time, almost nine. So don't put your children in positions like that. It's not fair to them. What you do is you sit your children down, you tell them about, you ask them first about school, how is school going, blah, 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 get nice and comfortable, and then you start telling them, there's other things we want to talk to you about, And that's how to keep yourself safe. And you go from there. Now, David Pittman describes in in the articles um, pretty much the way that I just spoke, but also, too, um, he he tells people to role play. Because I'm going to say something here. It's not the kids you have to worry about who don't want to hear it, okay? It's the parents who don't want to speak about it. That's the problem. When you explain it the right way, and he'll tell you all the things to do. I don't have five hours. I have an hour and a half. So, But he tells you all the things to do, how to speak to your children in an appropriate, age-appropriate way, okay? Um, you know, you role-play first with your, your partner, whether it be your husband or whomever, and then you tell your children, you know, when you feel comfortable, so often it's the parents that are the problem. They don't feel comfortable 
get comfortable. We don't live in an innocent world. I said a couple weeks ago that there were 85,000 children missing from the border. They were supposed to come in and and be with relatives or, or people, sponsors or whatever. They never showed up. Okay. Now it's up over 200,000. We have a terrible problem in our world, and this is disgusting and disgraceful. But what we can do is we, the parents at home, at least we can help educate our children so that they can see the red flags. What are the red flags? The red flags are the telltale signs of maybe someone who's not good, someone who could harm them. And in these articles that you see, okay, it it describes the red flags in detail so that you'll understand better, you'll have a better understanding of it. And then you can tell your children, and then, you know, let me tell you something. Um, My mother threw a book at me, too. We had somebody on, (laughs) I don't know who it was, I forget. Um, I, I was already pregnant, hello? And I think that person was, too, or maybe she'd already had the child, her child, I don't know. My mother threw a book at me about sex. Are you nuts? I was already pregnant, you know. I was engaged and about ready to be married, and I was very happy, and I thought I'd found Mr. Wonderful. Oh, my God. He turned out to be a nightmare. God bless him. May he rest in peace. I didn't kill him. He killed himself, okay, because of his drinking and drunking and, and all this other stuff that he did. But anyway, the point is, people, we have to take better care of our children, especially today. Because the world's gotten so crazy. It truly has gotten so crazy. And and you don't know who's going to get bopped in the head next. It could be an old lady walking down the street. It could be a kid for no reason getting beaten up. He doesn't even know the people that are beating him up. You don't even know why he got beaten up, all right? Makes no sense. It's like everyone's gone a little bit nuts, okay? And so we have to teach our children, and we have to keep a better eye on them. Don't let them walk alone ever today, ever. A child walking alone is just easy prey for a pedophile, okay, or violence in the street. So don't let them walk alone. If they go to the mall, they're a little bit older, have them check in when they get there. Have them call you from there. I'm here. We've arrived. And have them call you as they're leaving so you have keep a little check on them, okay? It's a smart thing to do. And when you educate your children, whether they're two years old, four years old, or even talk to them later on as they're teenagers about the good, bad, and the ugly about what's going on in the world and why they should stay off the Internet in some places, they will thank you. And not only that, you're building a bond between mother and child or father and child or parents and child, something that they'll never forget. And when they get to be parents, they'll be better parents. Okay. So I just hope we end up living in a better world. I don't know. So anyway, I do have some stats here that I do like to bring up. Reason being is, uh, and they're changing all the time. So I can't give you the exact stats, but to give you an idea as to why I speak as I do. When I run a show, sometimes I clown around. You all know me. (laughs) You know, I find humor. And uh, other times um, I'm far from humorous. I'm out there to uh, educate you as to I've been educated. 
so that you can educate your children. That's what we do on this show, okay? And and then we also, too, we're a support system for each other. So if you need the, the contact page, you can contact any one of us and give us a call. I am the night owl. I stay up all night. And boy, the things I see, but we won't talk about that. But anyway, the point is, you can call me. I'm on, on the contact list anytime, okay? Even if it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I got one at 4.30 this morning, okay? That's the way it goes. And before that, it had been around 2 o'clock, maybe 1.30 in the morning, like that. So it doesn't matter. That's what I'm here for, too. And um, I can I can help you, get you the help that you need. Or just sometimes all you need to hear is my voice, and you don't feel alone. One thing good about NASCAR is that you're never alone. You can do that if you're having flashbacks, if you're having a nightmare, if you wake up from a terrible nightmare, you have someone to talk to, um, whatever the case might be, or, or you're just very, very mixed up and you don't know how to handle your life. We can give you what we know, okay? That's what we can do. A lot of us are very educated, uh, and some of us are educated through life, and some both, okay? Um, the ones on this show are both. We have the education, and we also have um, the experience. And sometimes, like that old saying, experience in itself is education, and that is the truth, okay? All right, so now that I got that out of my chest or off my chest, um, I have some stats here. Now, I just told you one, and why do I tell you this? I want you to know what's going on at the border so that when voting time comes around, we make the right choice, okay? We've got to get this administration out. The war was up. It got knocked down. That's the way it is. Part of it still had to be made. Instead of putting the rest of it in, they uh, just plain knocked the whole wall that was down. The Great Wall of China has a wall, okay? The Vatican has a wall to keep the bad people out, Okay? Movie stars who have mansions, they have pit bulls and all kinds of stuff, and then they have a wall around their mansion to keep the bad guys out. This is our country, and I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, I want you to have common sense. We should be allowed to have our own wall to keep the bad guys out. It's almost Halloween. Uh, Part of me wants to give out candy like I do every year. I'm a candy freak. I uh, <laughs> I have bowls of candy, okay? And I don't buy the cheap stuff either, all right? And, um, you know, I, this this year I was thinking about being a witch. I wanted to be a witch. And, <laughs> okay? And um, I'm really uh, thinking to myself, maybe we shouldn't have Halloween this year because fentanyl was found in so much candy a couple of months ago, and it was barely even a month ago now. I'm thinking about it. It was around a month ago. And they were saying, Halloween's not even here. What does this mean for our kids? Should we even have Halloween? Fentanyl was in the candy that was made already. And that's the scariest thing. All right, I have a 434 area code here. Maybe maybe this is our guest. Maybe he was late. He talks just like I do, so we'll have a wild show here. Hello. Hank, is that you? No, it's Khalil. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi. How you doing? Um, okay. I'm hanging in. I'm hanging out. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm just now talking about 
I'm just now talking about Halloween and, and the world that we live in, because I believe in bringing current events into our shows, too, not all about child abuse. Yes, a lot of this, and that's child abuse, too, okay? We've had fentanyl that has come into our country um, in candy, and Halloween's almost here. Oh, yeah. I don't feel good about handing out. Um, I was going to put a witch's outfit on. And 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 I was going to go all out, have skulls. Have, well, I was going to have fun, all right? <laughs> I'm like a big kid myself. But yeah. now there's all this trouble going on, and I'm wondering if it's even smart to have Halloween. Okay, I really don't have an answer for that. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I really, it's like the way I feel is like, basically, as long as you check the candy. I don't know if you can check with fentanyl. But my mom used to check candy when she would get me um would get me um candy from places, make sure that there was no poison in it. Well here's the problem. It must be happening in the factory, you know what I'm saying? Think about oh. it. Think about it. Yeah, people have said that before. Like they have you know, they, they have their cars open and they have things out of the trunk for kids, right? Um, they do it that way. Or they'll have um something going on in school. All right, and, and so the kids can have parties there and stuff, um, but that's not where the fentanyl is coming from. Yeah, you bring it into the school, you bring it into your trunk, you can bring it into your house. If, and I'm just saying this here, I'm just throwing it out. If the problem is in the factories where the candy is being made, then you can package it real pretty and all this other stuff, and I'll put whatever all over the packages. Um, black cats like I have and all this other stuff, you know. And, and it could be something that would harm your child. And it, who needs that, you know what I'm saying? So I am a little bit turned off with Halloween this year. That's how I feel yeah. about it. And I still haven't decided which way I'm going to handle it. Um, I had a Reese's peanut butter the other cup, uh, cup the other night. And I was like, damn, am I going to die? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That's, I had some today, tonight too. See, and, and I'm thinking to myself, um, you know, this is not the way we're supposed to live in our country or anywhere. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it's it's not a cool thing. You know, it's um, it's fun for the kids. It's fun for some young at heart like me. You know, I like to get out there and I go out with bowls and the kids have such a blast and everybody's laughing. We're having a good time. Some dance in the street. They're so happy and, and all this other stuff. Um, but this year is a different year, and it, it does concern me. Lori, what do you think about this? Well, I'm part of Halloween. It's not only candy, um, but the candy is really cool because I, I don't like the taste so much, but I like the colors. You know, and candy's always wrapped good. But there's also treats. It's trick-or-treat. So what I'm thinking of doing up here is handing out, like, um, I've got these little puzzles. I've got all kinds of little drawings and, and stuff instead of, of the candy. This way, mm-hmm. you know, they still walk around with something. But I'm telling you, if I had my kid and I was trick-or-treating, I would go through the candy and probably chuck it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think I would let It's just like I've seen houses in this neighbor or next neighbor's house. I don't even know where it is. I'm so lost on the mountain here. But I know that those kids are going to be coming up um, here. And we were told by the neighbors that they were going to be coming up to here because apparently up here is rich. I didn't. 
no idea. So we have to have like something for them. Like in our areas, very few like families were more with the old people. But we're gonna we're gonna have to go to the store with the list of the definite ones that have the fentanyl in them. It's just the skittles, and there's even more in there. And get it. I would hope that the parents, when the kids got home, would take it and do the same thing I did and chuck it, give the kids something else instead. It's not safe. Yeah. Yeah. Or or even make a, make some home. Well, you can't make homemade candy. I make homemade candy. I used to make fudge. I loved fudge. <laughs> Bad. But, um, you know, you can't make fudge for, like, I get, like, 80 kids at times. You know, like, last year was in the 70s. I remember that. Fudge for all those kids, and then not all kids like fudge, you know what I'm saying? They, they want these worm things, these, uh, what the heck, they, Philip, what, what do they call them? The, the um, wormy things. They're nasty looking. I don't know why they like these candies, but the, there's a couple of them that are really very, very popular amongst the kids, and um, I know one looks like worms, it's only colored, and then they have nerds. Now, when I was going to school, honey, if you were called a nerd, that meant, this is why I remember this, that meant that you were a bookworm, all right? <laughs> okay. So I know they, they, they had hit the nerd candy, and then there's one other, and I can't think of it, because I would never eat stuff like that, all right? So um, I don't know. I, so I'm buying other things other than the worms and, and the nerds and, and uh, well, that, which seems to draw kids for whatever reason. And... Uh, and then, I don't know, I might see a prayer, man, when I'm hanging hands out, if that's what I decide to do. Uh, can I ask you know, a question? Sure. Uh, we're, like, back in the 1970s, I don't know if I've asked you this before, sorry if I've asked you, but, like, at mm-hmm. sports kids, sports games and things like that, because I know back in the old days they used to have, like, law enforcement um, do, um, was it patrol around the schools when they were letting kids out and throwing them in? Were they usually at the, like, sports games for kids and stuff like that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they, um, I don't know, everything's changed, though, you know. Now, I, I do know that last year, of course, there was, there was fentanyl, you know, this isn't anything new with the fentanyl, but somehow we weren't thinking about that until they found it in the candy, all right? So right. last year, the police were going around. They were going around in their jeeps and, and you know go, going up and down the streets. I live up in the country, for God's sake. I don't live in the city anymore, even city areas. But um, that's what they were doing, you know. They were going up and down the street, and um, it made you feel better. However, I even offered them some. <laughs> but however, the point is, if it's if it's bad candy, it's bad candy, okay. And it's coming from right. the factory because it's already made. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I see it. I, I, yeah. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do about that. I really just don't know. But anyway, all right, let's get off of that topic. I just wanted to bring that up for people to, you know, to think about it, you know, and make their own decisions and um, and hope we all make the right decision and that nothing happens. Maybe it's just a scare tactic. So that we would be like, I'm speaking, scared, right? We're thinking about it. You never know what people are going to do. They're too weird for me. I like my cat better. But anyway, all right. So um, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about uh, what's going on here. We have new child maltreatment reports. 
And this is the Administration for Children and Families, and this is from .gov, families.gov, okay? Now, it's changed a little bit because of the situation of our country with kids coming through that do make it through. But, and we do know that they do get abused. This is horrific. But it said, and this is 2023, this is current, this is from hhs.gov. This is the actual place that I got it from, hhs.gov, okay? At least, at least one in seven children have experienced child abuse in the past year in the United States. At least. Now, they can't give you an exact amount because it's growing, what they're finding out is in the hospitals, the uh, emergency rooms are filled. And uh, unfortunately, it's usually with little children, little young children who are being the most abused. Okay. Number two, what percentage of children suffer from neglect in, in their lifetime? At least 18% are physically abused, at least, and they're putting this, at least, 78% are neglected, and 9% are sexually abused. And then it says, big letters, now, at least. Now, almost 7 million children, okay, are neglected each year, at least. And that was from 22. A lot of things have happened. These stats have gone up. But it gives you an idea of just how bad it is. Then in HealthyChildren.org, they state what parents should know because of the substance abuse that's in the homes is one of the leading causes, one in two-thirds of children's maltreatment, okay? And they involve substance abuse at home to some degree. What happens? The parents get, you know, rough and tough with each other, and then they start take it out on the kids, and it says here, unfortunately, infants and young children have the highest maltreatment rates. Lori, what do you think of that? I think it's true. Um, people don't generally think of kids as uh, actually knowing what's going on, or even as people because they're little kids. Um, but they are um, people, and they have brains that function very well, and they're like little sponges kids. And they're absorbing the first years of their life and, and what I call insanity because it just shouldn't be like that. You know, it's a messed up way to bring up a, a kid. And this, this kid one day, you know, you might find him down in, in uh, the nursing home taking care of you. So I don't know why people just keep treating these kids like that. Like, don't they think about it? And they don't. Well, they honestly do not think. Well, so a lot of I people... Just assumed Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed that as a community, at least up here and even wherever it is, they have to get involved and start looking out more um, because there's not enough uh, police or any kind of workers anymore. It's just like so many kids, it's overwhelmed. So I think mm-hmm. the community has to come into it more and start looking out. Well, well also, we is... have to stop. Sorry for cutting you off. We have to stop this whole kids are bad nowadays thing. Even if it's true, certain things are just not still not okay. We have to stop using that as a justification for mistreating kids. All right, what were you referring to, the drugs and the alcohol with, amongst the parents or what? What were you talking about there? 
Well, I was watching a uh, video on this guy named Judge a- Adam. He abused his mm-hmm. daughter, and this guy was this guy was that was commenting on the video was excusing it because of how big, bad kids are nowadays. Mm-hmm. And even like if a police officer verbally abuses your kid, they don't mm-hmm. even know the situation. They'll they'll just use that, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, here's Not the deal. Does. Okay. No, but here here's the deal. Okay. Um, it doesn't matter what your profession is, okay? Um, I happen to get along very well with police officers because I worked with them in detention, and I was real glad they were I there. Did. Yeah, that's right, you did. And um, these kids committed adult crimes, and they didn't have bedrooms. They had cells, all right? They were treated like an adult, all right? Um, so, you see, having the police at... I, I like police presence, absolutely, and I like working with cops. I absolutely do. And, um, you know, we need them. However, we it do. doesn't mean that every – you bet we do. And it doesn't mean that every cop is good, right? We do have right. the good and the bad and, and ugly in everything, okay, whether it be right. – um, police officers or in the clergy, which we all know I'm Catholic, and I feel funny at times, you know, talking about it, but you know what? It's out there, and it's very prevalent in, in Catholicism, unfortunately, and they just move them around and all this other stuff when they get caught. And uh, there's other groups that do that, too. The ones that come to your door, Lori, what do you call them again? I always keep forgetting the name. Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, that, they're the ones. <laughs> I had a family member who thought they wanted to become a Jehovah Witness, and I said, What? <laughs> so I kept my mouth shut. I mean, people have the right to do what they want. She's an adult and all this sort of stuff. And, um, but it was found out, too, that with them, if if one of their people sexually abuses someone, that they move them around, too, all right? They move them out of state. So you see, it doesn't matter whether you're Catholic or whether you're one of them or, or whether you're Methodist, or whether you're Protestant, or whether you're Jewish. In the Jewish faith, they've found a tremendous amount of problems with the uh, the rabbis and so forth. My husband was right. Jewish. I'm Catholic, but right. he was Jewish. And boy, did we have some conversations. But anyway, that's beside the point. So it doesn't matter what religion you are. The point is it happens everywhere. And if you're it a does. cop and you're a bad cop, then you're going to act like a bad cop, all right? And right. um, I think th- because the system is so broken, it's so broken, um, you take a police officer into court, and I'm hoping that he would get the same sentencing, okay, as as someone who wasn't a police officer. Because it's one thing to watch your brother's back and all this other stuff, okay? I believe in that. Right. However. I do too. I'd like, yeah. Yes. And and even in war, they they you know you know that they they watch each other's back. Okay, they do that, and um, you know to see your your buddy get his head blown off, that's instant PTSD. Okay, you're going to have post traumatic stress a disorder from that, and so often many times they come back from war, but also too the studies show, a child who watches mommy and daddy beat each other up. I used to wipe blood off of my mother's face at the age of four, okay? And, you know, really fighting. It was horrible, horrific. And they, um, those those children are the same as a soldier who's standing there watching his buddy get his head blown off. 
Right. It's the same type of trauma. And the reason right. being, the reason being is because those are the people that you look up to. Those are the people that you love. Those are the people you want to love you. Those are the people you're supposed to feel comfortable around. They're supposed to guide you, tell you what's right, what's wrong, and keep you safe. So right. if your parents are acting like that, then they equate that to the same type of mentality and problems that a soldier would have who's watching his buddy. He's supposed to be watching his back, and his buddy got his head blown off. So you see, they consider it the same type of trauma, the same degree of trauma, yes. And that would be complex post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? Because in war especially, and even in very bad homes, um, it happens repetitively, time after time after time after time. So it becomes complex post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? So these poor children, they don't have a chance, okay, in life until they get older. And hopefully they get the help that they need. I had to get my help, honey. And mine came from the Catholic Church because I had a good one. And I like to tease. I like to say, and maybe it's not so much teasing, huh? Uh, it's the only Catholic Church that was was good. <laughs> I don't know. It was a good church. It was a good church. And my first husband was a maniac, as it turned out. And uh, Monsignor told me, Carol, Take your children and run. That's what he said. And that's what I did. That's Monsignor. Monsignor Monaghan. That was his name down in Red Bank, New Jersey. Thank you very much. You helped me out tremendously. So you see, you can have good and bad in anything. You can have bad in the church everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And campgrounds, school grounds. When I was in Phillipsburg, I wrote a little letter to the school, and I got into the little newspaper that goes around. I was watching baseball games. I saw what they were having. I'm just passing them in the car. I didn't get out. And I, I, I could see all these guys running around the field trying to help out, and they were volunteers, okay? And I'm thinking to myself, now, wait a minute. My One of my, and I have to put it that way, one of my um, abusers, um, who kidnapped and raped me, this guy here, along with 14, 13 other girls, I was 14, whatever. Um, he was hanging around schoolyards in Staten Island. And um, what I did was I'd walk off, because we were allowed to leave the schoolyard, and I'm sh- I sure hope they changed that, okay? Um, you should stay within the fenced area. There's a reason for a fence, to keep the bad guys out, right? Okay. Sorry, I had to get that in there. So anyway, okay, so... I would leave the schoolyard, and I would walk down the street to the candy shop. I didn't know this pervert was watching me. How am I supposed to know? I'm a kid. I go down to the candy shop. I turn around. I go back to the schoolyard, and I buy enough malted balls for a bunch of kids. They love me. <laughs> okay, I love malted balls. And I'd share. I share all the time. So I was sharing candy all this stuff. Well, this guy, he was following my city bus home. And um, so he knew where I lived, and we owned a great big place. I came from wealth. It didn't do me a damn bit of good, okay? But one end of the driveway was Victory Boulevard, and the other end of the driveway was Signs Road. That's how much property. We owned all that property in between. So that jerk probably came in and bought flowers for his wife. He probably did. We were flower growers. 
So he knew you could go from one end to the other. He was not a murderer. He was a serial rapist. That's what he was. Okay. And they're finding out studies now, too, that with these serial rapists, they can very easily turn into serial rapists, which turn into uh, murderers as well. Okay. And then they want their trophy. Okay. That's where that comes from. So, you see, we live in a world where we have to educate our children. We can't tell them all the things that we're talking about on this show. Now, they wouldn't understand, for God's sake. But they are writing books now. They're all over the place on Amazon, and they're not even expensive. So if you want to teach your children about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you're damn well better, because like that pedophile said, if you don't, we will, okay? Um, you buy books that make you feel comfortable. If you, if you know someone who has little kids or whatever, you should tell them these things. I buy a book off of Amazon. Take your choice. They're, they're like cartoon, but not cartoon. All right. They don't show, um, you know, penises and vaginas and things like that in the book. All right. In the books that they write, they're all age appropriate. They use the bathing suit area as an example. Kids can understand the bathing suit area anyway. Okay. Um, but I prefer, and we, and all the experts too, all prefer to let them at least know the names of their body parts. So if they do get picked up and they say, he touched me in my vagina, or he touched, or if you're a guy, he touched me, you know, on my penis, whatever, and uh, did this to me, and, and then that way you're giving the police proper education as to what happened to you, and um, you, you're able to do that, all right? And, and that's important. That's important to a it kid. Is. I know. I went through it, okay? So anyway, getting back to these these pedophiles, um, they never change. They can't be helped. I wish they could be helped. I would rather hear good news saying that either there's a pill or there's good therapy or shock treatment even. If not, <laughs> look, I had a couple friends that had shock treatment. They swore, they swore by it, okay, and then they closed that down. When I worked over at Greystone, they had closed it down maybe, I don't know, three years or four years before I started working there. And uh, people didn't get shock treatment anymore. But I know two people that loved it. I don't know. Go figure. I don't know. But whatever um, it would take, you know, whatever it would take, you know, to to help a pedophile so he wouldn't be a pedophile or she wouldn't be a pedophile. We don't talk about the females enough. Okay. I'm all for it. But guess what? They haven't found anything yet, and they've been studies for the last three decades. What do you think, Lori? Yeah, women are definitely not talked about enough, but they are out there. Um, unfortunately, when you go through school, a couple of people here or there bring their boyfriend home, and then the mother takes over while little girls are getting ready to go out. So they are out there. I know people that are like, like, in their fifties, dating, like say men, yeah, because she'd be, and he'd be younger than her real natural son. That's about as sick as I thought, you know. Like this just isn't right. But yeah, the, I think there's so much more stuff going on with the men that they stand out and over, it's like an overcast or a shadow that women don't aren't really, you know, talked about too much. 
So that's another thing I think that needs to change. You know, bring the women out too, because you know you're not totally safe from women, especially in high school ages. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, look at the teachers. Okay, look at the teachers that we send our children to. That's another thing, another area that needs to be really even brought out more. Yeah, we spoke about Penn State when that happened, and everybody was speaking about Penn State. Okay. Um, but Huffington Post, a few years ago, four or five years ago now, time goes fast, I've been here almost 14 years, for God's sake, and uh, two years before that and uh, with a Canadian gal, so I've been on the radio for 16 years. Um, but the point is this, Huffington Post did something that was, I thought, brilliant. They had all the teachers that had, um, you know, molested and, and actually had sex with Okay, with these children, ranging in all different ages, whatever their preference was, okay. And uh, it, it showed these people's faces. It showed their faces. It, it, you could tell if they were young, if they were middle-aged, if they were older, if they were pretty or funny-looking <laughs> or whatever. And uh, they had a little bit written about them, their full name and where they're from, and a little bit about what they had done, what it was if they took them out to their car after school hours, um, went and picked them up and brought one girl, brought them back to the apartment, okay, her apartment. And um, then uh, that would be kidnapping charges on that one, too. That wouldn't be just the regular. Uh, now, I think about it because it's leaving the ground, taking the child off the ground and going to her apartment. See, that's taking her away. Um, and then also, too, anything I could think of, because the best, the best thing that we can do for society to help keep the children safer is to expose the nuts out there, those who should be behind bars, male or female. Male or female, it doesn't matter. Um, Let's get them off the streets and, for God's sake, give them the sentencing that they deserve. The first-time offenders, it doesn't mean that they've only had one child. Studies have shown that many times they offend 128 times. That's 10 times with one kid, five times with another. You do the math, jumble it up, whatever you want to do, as long as you come to 128. Now, that's the truth. And only because they haven't gotten caught, then they are first-time offenders. You see what I'm saying? Um, And that's not right. All right? The first-time caught, they have offended. So I think, truly that, um, you know, that they should get much stiffer sentencing. Forget about the first-time offense. You've already done your thing many times. Um, the amount with me, one time was, uh, I'm not going to give you the amount, it'll make you sick and you'll, you'll borrow from what I'm doing this show here. But um, he was a pedophile and I was living in his house. That should tell you something. And, and Lori had the same experience where she was living with her um, a family member. Um, and this guy was a family member, sort of. We, I called him Uncle Cliff. He's dead. And I don't think he went to heaven, okay? I don't believe that. You do stuff like that, you're spitting in God's face because children are a gift from God. That's what I believe. That's my thoughts. Now, um, I'm going to say many, 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 many times he had me. I was six to seven and a half years old before I moved into Staten Island. I had to live six months somewhere else because I did squeal. And then he tried to run me down with his vehicle because I did squeal. 
You see, that's where the pedophile can turn into a murderer because if he got me with his vehicle, I probably would have died, you see? There's an example right there. So, you know, when we deal with with uh, sexual abuse, children, for God's sake, okay, um, you know, it, it affects us spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, all the things that we read in our mission statement, that's there for a reason. Today they're finding out that women, yes, and I have it even written here, that, that women are um, just as offensive as men. In fact, more women right now are actually abusing children. That doesn't have to be sexually, no. I'm speaking about abuse. It could be physical, mental, emotional, right? Neglect or sexual. So I don't know why that is. I can't answer that. But a lot of it from the homes is is where the women are abusing children more, maybe because the world is so upside down. I'm not trying to give them excuses, okay? But it's just something that they've found out to be true. So this tells you a lot. And in the um, emergency rooms, the uh, little children, um, the, the, the young ones, the youngest ones I told you about before, like, ooh, uh, you know, infants up. Um, it's it's all head injuries, so they're popping them in the head. Can you imagine that? Absolutely. Oh yeah, so the out of body experience. That's that's what my mother went for. The other one for my head all the time. She put my hair up, and so it looked my body. Um, just to get her closer because she was a taller woman. So that hurt on top of everything. So I don't know which was worse, honestly. But, yeah, and most people can't see the head, too, because it's covered by hair. So it's like a a camouflage technique. And to do it, this one she picked out to always attack me when nobody else was in that house. So I was truly um, alone, alone, and, and she was crazy and... Oh, it was horrible. Head heads are the worst. You know, I think part part of it too has something to do with with the height. It's harder to get to a foot than it is to a head. Uh, some people swat their kids' feet. They will, and it's because they really want the kid to like just to feel just for like a not a long time, but eventually feel it and then get over it and move onward. Uh, it's, uh, hitting in the head, that's kind of like a lazy way to, to really do something. You're not really teaching a kid anything by doing that aside from abusing. It's just like, why bother, you know, what kind of mentality does a person have, you know, that they could do that to a fellow human being, let alone a child. But definitely exists out there. Yeah, you it's can close. hope <laughs> one day yeah, in school that maybe a friend spots a mark. In the person's hairline and tells the teacher, and then the teacher, you know, goes and makes the chain, you know, get the kid help. But it's it's like, yeah, you have to teach these kids, you have to protect these kids. Even if you don't own kids, I mean, or or have them, like, (laughs) not own them, but like, give birth to them. (laughs) Like, God, 
but you still have to look out for them. And I think the more people that connect this way, you know, it's better for the world in general because they're defenseless. And you don't want to do that with them in the head. You know, you get brain injury doing that. It's like a concussion. You hit them hard enough. You don't need them anymore, like brain cells to, you know, get destroyed on top of what they see and what they don't get to see. It's just like a lot. And, yeah, it's that much that we need to stop it. And we can't stop talking about it until it does stop. So that's just got to be the way it is. Well, I can see a lot more change. Now, this isn't positive change that we're talking about here. I think um, it's either one or two things. Think about it. We have to think about it. Um, Either it's now more coming out to light that women are so abusive or there's all kinds of things going on at home and the women, they, they just, you know, they pop them in the head out of frustration. And that's not good enough. That's not good enough. Okay. I mean, it says here, neglect, cdc.gov, um, risk factors, child, um, you're usually four and, un- yeah, and younger are at risk for head trauma or physical or medical neglect. Most abuse is from parents of the victims, and most of the abusers are women. That's what it says. It shows approximately 233,918 perpetrators of child abuse were women compared to 213,672 were male perpetrators. Now, that's from 2021. So you start thinking, okay, the COVID was in there. You know, we have all this stuff about the COVID, and the kids had to stay home and all these things. So the children are in the house, you know, with um, abusive parents or parent or whatever, and it escalates. That those numbers are atrocious. That's, that's, that's ridiculous. Now, in Maine, Maine has the highest child victim victimization at 19 per 1,000 children. New York is 14.8. New Jersey is 1.9. PA is 1.7. And California, however, is 6.9 per 1,000. Now, those are a little bit of stats here. So that they're, I mean, they're working on it. They're working to try and understand. And in the meantime, kids are getting, you know, hurt. They're getting beaten. They're getting sexually abused. And a lot of it does come from the home. That's why I say, you know, look at what's going on on, out on the streets. These kids, their heads are being filled with all kinds of things. And they think that it's okay to go out on the streets and, and, and loot you know, they're going to the jewelry stores, and I start to drool because I love my jewelry, <laughs> you know, and, and they just grab, I mean, just randomly grab, grab this, grab that, grab that, whatever. Uh, they're going to other, they get sneakers, they go to other stores, you know, they get all kinds of things, and they have absolutely no mentality, whereas that what they're doing is wrong because they weren't taught right. Maybe their parents are very abusive. Maybe their parents are fill their heads filled with hate. You go out and you get what you want, okay? It's a type of thing like that. You just don't know. But I do know that because of the places where I've worked, yes, um, with, with children, okay, I had two places, um, yes, detention, 
and, and then also a, a little recovery place that was actually not so little for those who are emotionally disturbed, and that was with girls. Now, what happened? They came from homes. Of course, I have access to all records. I work with them, so I know their ba- the backgrounds. It was all abuse, abuse at home, parents acting like nuts. Parents, instead of walking away from an argument, you know, if you argue with your spouse, People argue. People have their disagreements. There's a way to have a disagreement when the children are around, especially. And, and there's a way not to have a disagreement. Go outside, for God's sake. Take it outside. Don't argue in front of the children, okay? And then what one can do, if they're big enough to do it, is walk away from the situation. I was telling Lori this the other night with family members. Instead of feeding into a person's anger, take it away. You can't take their anger away, but you can take yourself away and go outside. Go take a ride. I don't care, okay? And and let, you know, your spouse cool off. They don't like it when you go and take a ride. It makes them scared, all right? Hey, maybe they're not coming back. Now, some people might jump for joy. (laughs) I did a couple times, I know. And then other people might, you know, get really scared and, and, you know, because maybe they can't financially handle a situation or whatever if the spouse didn't come back. So instead of fighting in front of your children, though, at least go outside. Take a walk. Walk around the block. Come back. And hopefully the spouse will cool off by that time. Because they're not going to stand there and scream at the air. They need something to scream at. If they do scream at the air, there's a big problem, all right? <laughs> okay. So these are the things that I like to talk about because we don't cover them very often. Um, and, and it needs to be spoken about because this is what we're living with. Every year, more than 3.6 million referrals are made to child protective services. And now, it says in parentheses, it's even more because what's going on at home makes people, you know, crazy, okay? It makes people, if they're not stable people, they don't know how to handle it. What's that noise I hear? Philip, is that you or or whom? Okay. I have to. uh, Okay. The United States has one of the worst records among industrialized nations. Okay. I have to turn off the phone. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Do what you got to do. Okay, that's better. Um, Okay, I get it. Okay, so the United States has one of the worst um, records among nations, okay, industrialized nations, losing on an average of four to seven children a day to child abuse and neglect. A report is made every 10 seconds. Now, this is current. But I, I think that it's even worse than that. It says the yearly referral state child protection services involved 6.6 million children, and around 3.2 million of those children are subject to an investigative report. So, um, hmm, that's interesting. So if 6.6 million children and around 3.2 million of those children are subject to an investigative report. It shows like somewhere in half or something like that. It goes deeper. Maybe the child has to be removed 
from the home, okay? And that's not that's not cool uh, because we know now more about these homes. Look look at the um, the guests we've had on recently, where they were talking about you know forced to care and all that other stuff. Laura, you were there, you were here, yeah. and um, and they were saying I don't remember what those stats were. Um, I'd have to dig them up because I write everything down too. <laughs> all right, but. The point is, yeah, the other night I was saying, hold on, shut up, be quiet. i got to write this down to the person who was a guest. <laughs> I wanted to get it right. That's where I came up with the 200000 instead of 85000 All right, of kids who are missing, okay, who are supposed to go across the border and meet people. But the point is here. So half of the kids, only half of them, are subject to an investigative report. So I guess what they're trying to say there. If they go and they investigate and they decide that it's not so bad, is that what you get from that? I think I get a, a very sad feeling, honestly, yeah. from that. It, those numbers are so overwhelming that I, I'm just like sick to my stomach. Mm-hmm. I'm picturing mm-hmm. them. I deal with kids, you know, that's my thing. Um, mm-hmm. But the masses that have gone on just in here and then coming in here. It's like, how are we supposed to even get a world out of this with what we're doing to our kids? It's just sickening, and that's what I feel, sick. It really is sickening. And, and you know, whether they're a little bit off or not, because I have a funny feeling that it's more than 6.6. Now, this is current, I mean, by a year old. But even in this last year, a lot more things have happened, you know, with children. We hear it, right? We hear it. And um, if you watch the news like I do, you see it, okay? So I wonder if that, it might be a little bit over 6.6 million. But, you know, that's an awful lot of kids either way. And then only 3.2 million. Those kids, we hear about children being sent back home. Maybe they go into family court. We hear it all the time. I've been in family court, okay, watching it. And, and you you were a reporter in, in court. So you, you know how the system works also. A lot of times kids get sent back home, you know, that really, 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 you know, shouldn't have had that happen. They shouldn't have had that happen. Because those homes need to be investigated. They absolutely do. They need to be investigated. Um, otherwise, they wouldn't have ended up there to begin with. That's the way I look at it. There's something wrong. Something doesn't smell right. Now let's talk about what it does to people. Okay. Um, when you come from an abusive background, like we have, okay, and, and a lot of other people have, um, it, it it wreaks havoc on your body. It just simply does. Um, you can have heart disease, right? I have that. You can have COPD, mm-hmm. chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. You can have liver disease. I don't know how the liver has to do with that, but it says you have liver disease. And other related quality of life issues are tied to child abuse. Um we know that the behavior of children, which maybe people should listen to who haven't listened before or who need to understand a little better, 
Children who are going through child abuse, okay, when they're going through child abuse, um, they have all kinds of things. They start cutting, right? Especially the younger ones. We're talking about younger. Cutting usually is with the older, the teenage girls and boys. Um, you know, they, many times with the youngers, they will regress. They go backwards. They go backwards. And um, they might start wetting their bed again. Okay, they do things like that. Or maybe they start talking baby talk, childish stuff. They they start changing. They go backwards, Lori, the little kids. Instead of moving forwards, they go backwards. And and that's a damn shame because that's not what's supposed to happen, you know, with kids. They're not supposed to go backwards like that. So I've seen you this know, one they, girl. I'm so sorry yeah. to interrupt, but I know I'm going to lose the thought. No, go ahead. Um, this one girl from where uh, we, she moved in, um, parents were fighting volatile out to the street, the car, everywhere the girl was, and she never really even had a home. Got bullied from the early age of school. Um, oh, and she lived with her grandma. They didn't never had a home. Bullied on the bus, bullied about her height, whatever. And she was a nice, bright, intelligent child that I fell in love with her when I met her. From the damage that was done, from all the yelling, from all every kind of abuse that she suffered, she started cutting herself. About 11 years old she was, and uh, I watched her downhill, and I know where her life is going, and it's getting like we're like younger, and to see a child like broke, broke like that. By the, mm-hmm. the parents of this one, CPS finally did take the child away, um, but nobody knows where she is. The paperwork is missing, and they can't find the child now. So oh, the man who was the better of the two of them actually had to like just move, move, make a move in his life, um, and he's carrying his child, which I know he loves, not knowing where she is, and this is happening just too too much, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know, there's, there's got to be something in between this where we have to catch it, somebody's got to catch it before, um, and talking about it and presenting it to all different places, like, like you've always done and whatnot, it's going to get... Uh, awareness more out there um, that's going on. Maybe some people who are bordering on should they say something or not will. If they see somebody else doing it, you know, that's the kind of change that this world needs, you know, for the kids. Mm-hmm. That's true, Lori. That's so true. Now, there's a, there are quite a few states, and I'm going to look this up later on. I think I said I was going to do it once before, and my head gets jammed with all kinds of things. But there were some states that uh, were trying to pass the law um, that if you know something and you, and you keep your mouth shut and the child, um, you know, the, the child either dies or, or gets maimed or, or whatever, um, then you're equally as guilty all right, as the person that is doing it. So, you know, if it comes from home, 
or even if it's bullying in school, all right, and you know the child is being bullied and, and you don't contact, say, the school, you'll be equally as, as uh, you know, guilty as the child who's bullying the, the kid who's getting hurt. And that's the way it should be because I think that's what's going to help, okay, is people making that move, you know, to step forward, to step up and say, this is what I know, this is what I saw, and um, and making a report out. Now, a lot of times people don't want to make that report out, but you can remain anonymous. I can tell you right now, you don't have to say who you are. You don't have to. Uh, the mandated reporters are no longer just like professional people. It can be uh, the guy down the street, all right, who's who's a, a neighbor, who knows that there's a lot of abuse going on in a home. And if they pass that law, so it was something from east to west, from west to east, a, a law that had to be a federal law, okay, um, I think that would help a little bit, only a little bit, because we can't we can't go into people's homes and stop the abuse. Can't do it. We never know what's going to happen, all right? But if we're aware of it, then we can certainly do our job, which is what we'd be doing, is our job, um, morally even, and and get that child help. Whether you call the police, let them handle it, and they'll get a hold of social services. You can do it that way. And um, and a lot of times the police hands, their hands are tied a little bit, you know, and because it becomes a family issue that needs to be investigated, okay. So then they turn that over to uh, family services, and hopefully they get some good workers, <laughs> you know, in the homes where they can see all the dysfunction, and they can, you know, write it up, and then it goes before the judge, and then what happens after that is they decide what they're going to do with the child. Is the child, is he or she in danger, things like this. But it all starts with a phone call. Okay, it starts with a phone call, and and we can help save a lot of kids just by doing something as simple as that, calling the police department. Again, you don't have to say who you are. Uh, if you're afraid of retaliation or whatever, say, this is what I know, this is what I saw, and it's happening right now. Okay, and, and maybe there's some history there. I've, I've known of it for, you don't have to say how long, because they'll say, why didn't you call sooner, right? But you know, I've known about it for <clears throat> several days, and um, I'm, I'm scared for the child. And then hang up. That's all you got to do. That's all you have to do. Give an address. It's happening at 46 West uh, 7th Street or something, whatever, or Avenue, whatever. So, you know, it's um, that's what we can do. We can do that to help children, and that's a big step right there because so many people – you know, they just walk by abuse, you know, they turn their head, they turn their back, and, and all this other stuff. It's not as bad as it was years ago. There are more people who are starting to step up. And that should, like you said, give people the courage to step up too, okay? Because the more we even talk about people stepping up, and we know that people have stepped up to make phone calls, then um, that's the right thing to do, and more people can say to themselves, well, what the heck? There are people stepping up. What? I better step up. Maybe I can help a kid. I can be a child's hero because that's what we so desperately need 
is for someone to be our hero when we're getting beating, you know, the beatings that we get. Um, what are we getting sexually abused and uh, physical, mental, emotional, all the things we speak about in the statement, in our mission statement. So that's always a very, very good thing for people to do. So, you know, I, I tell people all the time, for God's sake, and when we say it, all the groups say it. It's not just NASCA, okay? If you see something, say something. And if you can do something, well, that is a, a form of doing something by saying something. If that's all you do, that's fine. You've done your job. At least you did something. Don't walk by. Don't put your fingers in your ears, <laughs> all right? Because you hear someone being screamed at and shoved around and all this other stuff. Don't do that. Think about what if it was me? Or what if it was my kid? All right? So I, I think that's helpful. We can help maybe put a little dent in the statistics of child abuse just by being responsive, you know, and being responsible, too, and knowing that it's not just, you know, the the doctors, if they see, you know, bruising or whatever the child might present in a hospital emergency room or what the hospital might think of, you know, what's going on at home. It's not just for the professionals anymore. It's school teachers, they're good ones, um, you know, who have to report. It's everyone, everyone can make that phone call. And that's the last thing I've heard about that. So, you know, it's, it's there are things that we can do and we should be doing, and shame on you if you don't. That's all I'm going to say. And shame on you if you don't, because those kids out there, they're being abused one way or another, and it's up to us. We the people, I think it's the survivors especially, we the people are going to help make a change. People are making movies, okay, they're actually making movies, and uh, which we know about. We've spoken about it before on air. And they have videos out all the time now. That's good. That's certainly showing uh, awareness. But you know what? We have to do more, Lori, because a lot of times these things, like with the videos that we see online, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything bad about them. But on the other hand, we can't preach to those who already know, okay? We can't. We have to get something out there. That's why I like the visual, you know, like like movies or videos that go out, you know, to people all over the Facebook, all over the Internet, not just to other groups. That's not good enough. You have to do more than that. So, mm-hmm. I don't That's know. true. Um, yeah. You know, when uh, this brother and sister, Darby and Kiara, were killed like 10 weeks uh, from each other by the mother's boyfriend. And what I did is I, every day, would plaster an album I put together of them from the pictures, you know, that Cheryl had. And I would run all kinds of um, other ways of getting awareness out of there. And that's how it basically started with the kid was doing that. And... Um, to see people who have made the same kind of uh, move in their own way. I mean, some people went and actually went in and were able to talk to the 
lawmakers and get the laws changed and named for their, you know, kids and whatnot. Everybody has a part to play, you know, when, mm-hmm. all, when it comes to their kids. It's just not, you know, even if you don't have any, you still, if you don't have any, you know what you could do. You could be like the waiver to a little kid who's looking across the street at this adult, maybe a a lady in her garden or, you know, some old guy picking up the paper, you know, put a hopscotch board, like, chalk it out in the middle of the street, whatever, just acknowledge that kid knows they get a a feeling of safety, you know, instead of, like, the unknown who lives there. So that's better for the kid, too. Wherever anybody can do it and make the kid, and especially one that you know, that haven't actually visually seen. And you need to visually see something um, to be sure to call it in. I mean, I heard um, a a friend of my neighbor's was over. I didn't know him, but I heard him through the the trees kick his kid, a little kid. I knew the kid was six. And that kid was, like, so hurt. And I so wanted to call the police and what, and then... And he says, I didn't see it. I heard it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a fine line. Um, there's all kinds of ways, though. Uh, just if you don't like something and if you think that you can add something, you know, to help somebody else's kid, hopefully your own kid, uh, that's, you know, what you should be able to like, turn into. I think that's a kind of a nice way to go through life. Yeah, even if you're abused, turn it around and do more for others so they didn't have to go through what you did. Um, I think if more people were like that in the world, even just maybe through the awareness of, oh, I heard something on uh, a show or whatever, and they just passed it around in conversation, you're bringing attention um, to to kids, you know, because older people, well, I found this community, they go into their 80s and whatnot, um, they're not as aware at all about what really goes on down below, as I call it, um, aside from what they read in, in the paper. And what I did when I did the house, I already put in the color of child abuse awareness. Um, I have still the signs I made for Darby and Kiara to put out on the lawn in April. Even if I live on you know, the mount, whoever. That's how I leave the doors painted, like, blue, the wells blue, the windmills blue. You know, just bring awareness. You know, if mm-hmm. you learn something, pass it on. And if Absolutely. you know that it's wrong, then you're in bad shape because eventually I believe in karma, too. I honestly mm-hmm. do. That's the only way to sleep at night. So people got to wake up and do something. Nobody gets a free ride anymore. Well, see that—that's right. And you see that—that—that's it right there, uh, Lori. Is you know, people have to wake up and do something. They have to feel that uh, that they have to do it. I mean, this is something that they have to do. If we're going to help our children and keep our children safer, if you care enough about children, then and you know something is happening then it's we the people, all right, society, the communities. More has to be done in the communities with talking about, you know, child abuse. It really does. Um, they can have their meetings, you know, like Crime Watch and all that other stuff. 
But if they don't talk about, you know, what's going on in the communities with the uh, with the children, and uh, you know, like have after you know school programs, they used to have a lot of that at one time. They had after school pro you know programs. They don't have nearly as much as what they used to have. And that's a shame. There's two reasons. Number one, the COVID that was that really just knocked everything out, and um, and, and kids didn't have that. There school programs because a lot of them were homeschooled, right? So you know that really you know messed a lot of things up. They're talking about bringing the masks back again. I know in some places they have. Supposedly there's something else out there. I don't know if I believe it or not. I couldn't tell you. I, I I'm. I just don't know what to think about that. And if they put lockdown, if they have lockdown, now politically, they don't they don't even want to do that because everybody, you know, had problems with lockdown. Um, people had to work from home. People had to become, you know, teachers at home, and they're not teachers. Um, they found out through studies, of course, which I've mentioned on TV, um, you know, that the schooling – Parents aren't teachers, and some are, but most of them aren't, right? So they can't teach their children, you know, about, you know, math and and, and history and, and like a regular teacher would is what I'm saying. And uh, they might be given programs from the school as guidelines, but they're still not a teacher, all right? And then kids, when they're home, they get fidgety. They don't want to, they want to go play in the room or something. You know what I'm saying? Or they want to, um, whatever they're doing, they want to go do that. They want to go on their cell phone, okay? They want to go on the phone and play games and stuff. And uh, so they found out that that's why so many kids fell behind academically because studies have been done and they have seen that, you know, kids have fallen uh, behind academically, especially with math, okay? And um, because they weren't in school with a regular teacher, so, so help me, if we have another pandemic or whatever, and kids, uh, you know, I think they're going to send them to school, the last thing I heard, but they are going to have to wear masks the whole day. And then they say, well, are these masks even good enough? They've done studies and they found out that they're not good enough. Kids are still getting sick, even with a mask on, because the bacteria goes through the material that the mask is made out of, and then they're breathing in the germs all day long. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. Hmm. So this one guy, he came over to my house. I told you this. I think this is funny, though. He came over to my house, and um, he had on this mask that covered his whole head. <laughs> okay? And um, it was a white mask, and he had like a pig's nose. I couldn't keep my eyes on I couldn't keep my eyes off of this guy's face, his nose, his this mask. And I'm, I, I've never seen a mask like that. Have you for COVID? Yes. Oh my oh, God! What have? they have going on up here? It is wild. <laughs> Coming from New York, so um, we, that's all they have. Because New York is something oh my. That you would want masks for. Yeah, yeah. And people were making their, they were decorating them, and it's a thing. Well, I would be rolling on the ground laughing. That's the way I am. I have this tremendous sense of humor, okay? And I I had to talk to this person, and he looked just like a a, a pig. I couldn't help it because of this mask. And I I just thought I was going to die right there. Now, look, um, a lot of studies have been done, a lot of studies, and they're not even sure that, that the masks are even effective, okay? 
Now, I was around sick people. I was around three sick people who had COVID, three. Active having COVID, okay, actively. And I, the one that was coughing a lot, and I figured, well, okay, um, she doesn't sound too good, but she had COPD anyway. So I thought she was coughing from the, the COPD. Well, it turns out it wasn't anything to do with the COPD. She had COVID. And then the other two that she was with, they too had COVID. And and uh, I'd gone to a party, and there were people there that had COVID. Well, I never got COVID. I never got it. So mm-hmm. then I decided, well, maybe I better go get some vaccinations. And I did get two, but I never got my boots in. I've decided, you know what, I'm not going to either. Because, quite frankly, um, I was around all of that, and I never got sick. The only thing I did come down with last year was the flu. So I will go get a flu shot this year, okay? And, um, I, I mean, I got the COVID shots after all these people were sick, and um, I waited a while. I didn't, I didn't run to get it. I waited about a week thinking about should I or shouldn't I, should I or shouldn't I, going in and out. No, no, no. Finally, I decided, okay, I'll go get him. So I stuck my arm out and I said, shoot me, <laughs> you know. And and uh, they gave me my shots. I had no problems with the shots. I've never had any illness from having the shots. Um, but I never went back for my booster because, quite frankly, I think my body fought it off if I was going to get it, or maybe I just wasn't going to get it at all. Who the heck knows? I don't know. But the flu I came down with. So this year I will get a flu shot because I don't want to go through that. That was nasty, all right? <laughs> so I don't want to go through that this year, and it's time yeah. to, to get it. Yeah, I'll get you that. You see signs up now. Yeah, they're putting them up. I'm like, and people around here, are you going to go get the shot? Where are you going to go get it? And I'm looking at them like, excuse me, you want me with a nanny? I got an autoimmune problem. Put in shots, you know, with some of the, these diseases into my body voluntarily. <laughs> this is for me. It's not going to work. So, yeah, um, it's... No, I'm good. Well, I mean, I, I in know. New York, I didn't get COVID. I didn't get COVID, but everybody else had it. When we went to look at a house in Virginia, I came back with COVID. It was oh, my the worst experience. Yep. A month. I don't know what happened a month. I couldn't sit up for like a month. Hmm. I'm not really anxious to breathe the air outside anymore. I just don't trust it. Well, Something you know, when they want. Look at, I know. I mean, look at the young kids that are out on a basketball court or, or something like that. And and they have to, you know, when it comes to sports, as far as I know anyway, I might be wrong, but I don't think so, um, you have to have your shots, okay? And uh, all of a sudden, young kids were dropping in school, you know, and, and things like that, you know. I, I don't know. I mean, I think the shots agree with some people. And I think they don't agree with other people. And enough that it doesn't agree with other because they, well, they get clots and stuff or something. And uh, and then they have a problem with that. Maybe they maybe maybe they don't. And I think to myself, well, you know what? I don't want to chance that. But I've had flu shots many times throughout my life. 
and I never had a problem with it. And But this was the first year, last year, that um, recently anyway, that I didn't get it, and I did get the flu. Other years I forget about the flu shot, I forget about it, and I didn't get it. But last year I did get it, and I don't want that sucker again. That was awful. <laughs> so it was a nasty flu, man. So, um, <laughs> oh, brother. But anyway, so um, I'm, I'm going to get a flu shot this year. But you see, everyone has to do what makes them feel comfortable. I can't sit here and say everyone has to have a flu shot. I can't do that. I just know what happened to me. And I can't say that people shouldn't get, you know, COVID shots if we have to go through all that stuff again. Um, again, it's it's a matter of choice. I just can, you know, relate what happened to me. And you're right. I mean, um, I have friends that didn't get the uh, the COVID shots because they didn't know what was going into their bodies and, and things hadn't been approved yet. And uh, they still got the COVID anyway, some of them, even with the shots. So it's like a toss of the coin. The only way they can accurately put the numbers in is wait for time to go by and see the reactions of people. That's the only way they can accumulate data. They did the shots very early on, and they didn't have a handle on everything that was in that COVID um, Mm -hmm. when it came up. I I honestly know six people that died. um, Oh, my Lord. Okay. It's too close for too close for comfort for me. Um, yeah, and it happened very quickly too, and it seemed to attack the older people people who would encounter it even worse. You know, uh, it was horrible. This one couple, uh, husband and wife, died within five days of each other in the hospital from COVID, just wiped off the face of the earth. I was talking to her the day before, and I get the word that she's in the hospital. No one's safe. Oh, what a world, what a world. Well, we can't we can't fix everything, you know, we just can't. Um, as far as these plagues, uh, they're like plugs for God's sake, uh, that are coming our way. Um, all they can do, I guess, is experiment and try to figure out what, you know, to give people. And some people die from that, or they die from the, uh, you know, the infection that's out there, which flying around the air, whatever, um, the plugs itself. But it's a crazy world that we're living in. But the kids, the kids, Lori, are really suffering because they're getting beaten up more. Um, the hospitals are, are disgusting. With, you know, the kids all over the place. Kids are getting uh, trafficked out. Little nine-year-old, you saw that the other day on TV, and they found her. Today she's fine. I don't know what she was doing, this nut. She, went, um, she wasn't with him. She was bicycling with her, her parents. You know, what has been nice around here the last few days. So she was out on, on the bicycle, and uh, they were all in some park. I forget where it was. I don't think it was New York. I don't remember where it was. But anyway, they were, on you know, on a little bicycle family trip, whatever. And she decided to take a route by herself, and and she got grabbed. Now, she was gone. This is on the news today that she got found, all right? She she was gone for some time for several you know days, and um, they found her. She's fine. Now, I don't know what this guy was doing. 
and, and they didn't describe anything. It's under investigation. I don't know what's going on. So this is what I'm telling parents, you know, even something like that, you, you think you're taking your kid out for a good day and you're going to be with mommy and daddy and all this stuff, you're going to go riding bicycles together. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? But what happened was this kid decided to take a um, a route of herself, you know, um, a, a path. It was paved. It wasn't, you know, like uh, dirt. But anyway, a route by herself. And she got taken off of her bicycle. And only God knows what happened to her, but she seems fine. They showed the picture of her. So why'd the guy take her? I, I, that to me doesn't even make sense. I don't get it. Um I don't want kids to get murdered. I don't want kids to get raped. I don't want kids to get any of that stuff. But it appears, I'm going to say, you have to be careful. I use the word appears that um, she wasn't touched. Now, maybe something will come out and say, um, you know, something different in, in the days to follow. I don't know. So, anyway. Second. Our show's over. Holy Christopher, that went fast. We gals, we get together and we blab. Yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it works. It works just fine. It works just fine. Our friend had to get off because his phone was malfunctioning. I could hear it, and uh, so he had to hang up. Yeah, I heard that. It was too bad. Uh Yeah, Yeah. it's unfortunate. Yeah, I hope he calls back in again. No, Phil, he he was on, and he he just... He hung up about 10 minutes ago, I think, something like that. And uh, Mm -hmm. he does that at times. But anyway, the point is this. um, We had a good show. I mean, I don't know what happened to McGrath. He usually loves to come on, so I don't know. I haven't the faintest idea. I wrote when I heard he wasn't there, I wrote, Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Lori. (laughs) But anyway, uh, he'll be back. Yes, he will. So I don't care. He and I just talk politics, and we get things done, all right? We talk about things on, and he's always uh, talking about revolutions, all this other stuff. Um, I certainly have a conversation with him. But the point is, I don't know what happened to him tonight, and I don't want anybody to be sick or anything, so I hope he's all right. I hope he's well. And um, I'll talk to you in a little while. I have to have my coffee, and then I'll talk to you, all right? Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, it sounds like a good All right, sweetheart, thank you for being here. You're my bestest, bestest co-host. Yes, you are. Okay. I'll talk to you later. Okay, sweetie. Good night now. Good night. Good night. Love Talk Radio.